Thanks for stepping into the light. That's Era of Light Podcast. I am your host, the Sapphire, the Ascended Master, a.k.a. the Wisdom Enchantress, also known as Minister Elena. Thank you for tuning in and stepping into the light once again. I appreciate that. Today, I'm going to talk about having good dharma, as people like to call it, because it's basically finding your purpose and knowing what your piece in this great big puzzle is. I'm also going to talk a little bit about the Buddha. Um, In fact, this podcast won't be very long, but it will be jam-packed with information. So, without any further ado, let's get on to it. Well, Buddha... When you think of Buddha, you think of an ascendant master. You think of people concentrating and meditating in a temple. You think of someone ascending and being more like Christ because that was Buddha's agenda to become more godlike. But are Christ and Buddha the same? I would think they're similar. I think it is a similar story. I know a lot of us do not like it when people try to combine religions. But if you read in your passages, you will see in the scriptures that the gods decided to confuse the tongues and separate mankind from one another and give them different languages. So at some point, maybe when we were Pangea, everybody was um, in those times following the same thing. You ever think of it that way? Have you ever thought outside of the box is the question of the day. Now, as far as thinking outside of the box... We talk about Buddha and Buddha's story before he became the Buddha. He was a prince and he had elaborate lifestyle. You know, his parents wanted to protect him from so many things. He really didn't have to leave outside of his grounds to do anything, you know. It was all right there for him. He was rich. His parents wanted him to basically rule the kingdom and do what he was supposed to do as a good boy. But Buddha wanted to sneak out and find out what the rest of the world was and how everybody else lived if they didn't live in a palace. I think in that defining moment, if he never had convinced his own guardian, I'm going to call him, or servant to take him out among the people, we wouldn't have gotten Buddha. And every decision that Buddha made after making that decision to have someone take him outside and show him what the real world looked like. Because while he was there, he saw people struggling. He saw people starving. Just everything that he hadn't been exposed to living within the castle walls. He wasn't even aware of most of these things that were happening. So... In that aspect of it, this is what began to change the Buddha's mind about himself, 
his purpose in humanity. And in those moments, we start to see there was a shift in the way that he was thinking before he became the Buddha. And as we get further into his story, we learn that he eventually goes home to his wife and child. Now, if you know Buddha, Buddha and his wife enjoyed love-making sessions all over the palace. I mean, they were so in love. They were everywhere, enjoying themselves, enjoying one another's company. And they had a great tight bond until that faithful night when Buddha saw his wife and child laying there and he discovered that this was all just an illusion that life itself was just something man-made, you know, that there had to be something more to his purpose. So he's sitting there and he's looking down at his wife and his child. And I guess he couldn't bear the thought and ideas of what would mean that someday this child that he so loved would eventually die and get old and die, right? Like we all do. We get old and we die. And I think we all come to that realization when it comes to our children at some point. But Buddha... took it upon himself at that point to just exit left or exit right rather. He left the palace walls. He decided to leave his wife and child in pursuit of something greater than himself, looking for purpose, looking for himself. And This is how we got Buddha. Now, had Buddha not made any of those decisions and had any of those thoughts, perhaps we would not have even gotten an ascended master out of Buddha. And I guess the moral is sometimes doing the right thing isn't always the right thing when it comes to family. Sometimes exploring ourself means that we sometimes have to leave that behind, meaning our family, our our most cherished loved ones, in search of something higher and greater than ourselves and this existence. So, I don't know. There are critics that would probably argue that, well, Buddha is no different than, you know, men who abandon their families. Well, everyone has a purpose and a reason of why they do or walk off and do things that way. So was Buddha right in that moment? I'm not sure. But we did get an ascendant master, so at some point, There was something much greater than oneself there for him in his exploration of who he was and who he would find out he'd be. So I want to urge you 
and encourage you that if something isn't serving you in your highest good, we too must learn to make decisions, hard decisions like the Buddha, which was deciding to walk away from his wife and child and pursue something higher for himself. Regardless of how others are going to feel about the situation or the decisions that we make when choosing ourselves over others, sometimes this has to be done because there's no greater way than to love oneself as much as we love others. A lot of times we are disconnecting ourselves from that same love that we extend to others. So I want to encourage you to pour into yourself, pour into your own cups and glasses sometimes. It's not selfish. You've been taught that that is selfish, and it's not. You're simply caring for yourself because if you are not healthy and well, mentally, physically, emotionally, then how will you serve those who you are saying that you care for? You can't serve them because you will be worn out, possibly sickly, financially unstable. Everything that you don't want to be in this society, you will possibly become if you are not pouring into your own cups and glasses. And it's good to pour into other people's cups and glasses. It's a wonderful experience, a wonderful thing when you can give rather than receive all the time. But just be sure that when we're giving, that it's being reciprocated. Because often there are people who cannot reciprocate to us that that we give to them. Maybe because they don't want to. Perhaps they don't have the knowledge and the capacity to know how to do that. So we have to make judgment calls and decisions. Sometimes precision decisions. But it's how we get to that next level of who we are and we can explore wholeheartedly and throw ourselves into what it is we want to do in serving our purpose and knowing who we are and why we're doing something. And I said this was going to be short, but I also wanted to touch on what the purpose is and how all the cultures do have the same agendas if you look at them because everybody's out here trying to find their purpose. We're all on a mission to become something greater than what we were born into. Something greater than what we're pouring into as people. 
something that's for the greater good of all of mankind. And how are we going to achieve that? You can achieve it by doing good deeds, obviously. But we also must achieve it through forgiveness. Forgiveness for those who have come up against us in the wrong ways. So, I took a couple of notes the other day. I happened to be out with my youngest child, who is currently studying for her SATs. And um, we also do a little bit of studying in our existence and purpose. And of course, in what we choose as our religion as well. But while studying, among other things, and materials that I had there on the library's table, I found Dharma, finding purpose, right? So it details that Dharma is an ancient Sanskrit term translating into the evolutionary impulse of the universe or translated simply your unique purpose of the world. So when we decode Dharma, we saw that it was like um, what the deep chakra said. It is like a being a small puzzle piece where every person is a piece that fits in. And there are no missing pieces that are left for something to that effect. So what is the role in all of this? What is your role? What is my role? How can we deliver? So we have to discover our dharma. We have to get to know who we are. And in doing so, we have to figure out how to live life to our fullest. And once we figure out how to do that, then we can figure out our purpose. Know your purpose isn't logging into your job at 8 o'clock in the morning and getting off at 7. Your purpose is not to buy your children's clothes and take them to football and soccer practice. Your existence and purpose is not to marry a person and cater to them for the rest of their life. There are purposes and reasons, things that are much more mature than what we can see on the surface or what we understand in our own capacity. We must strive for excellence. This is what we need to do. When we're trying to find our Dharma, so as I'm looking at that, I'm discovering the freedom 
from suffering. As that's what Dharma is. It's to be free. To enjoy. So. Are we able to be free? And if so, how do we free ourselves? And that's what we have to learn. We have to learn how to free ourselves. So take that information and use it. Find your piece in this great big universal puzzle. And free yourself of these prisons that you are in. That are controlling you. Whether that is some type of addiction or the fact that you've made yourself completely submissive to your job, your lovers, children. Find what makes you happy in this existence. Because we only get one existence here. Even though we may transition into other life meaning another bio-body with the same spirit. We must take control of the one that we are in. All of us cannot be born without karmic debt. So we need to fix and close out cycles. Enjoy. Love, peace, and harmony. And thank you again for tuning in.